This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Got a great deal going on right now. You put down $1 on any NFL game, and if either team scores, then you know what? You get $100 worth of free plays to make moves with. And works for me. Works for Anthony Gimino, so hop on there, try it out. All right, Anthony, Arizona loses, and not only does Arizona lose, UCLA covers the spread 34-16. to my big takeaway in this game was that there's a big difference in quarterbacking between Jordan McLeod and from what else Arizona has. And now, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll hear real soon, but it sure didn't look like Jordan McLeod's injury was uh, one of those. uh, He'll be back next week kind of deals. Um, Right. Yeah. There's a big, I mean, that his his very first pass of the game, then first drive, right. Third down pass, Mm -hmm. pure confidence, man. That guy stepped up after, and I, you know, I hate how the announcers kept talking about like how, how horrible game he had last time, right? I mean, right. It, it was a mixed bag for sure. It was like the best five interception game I've ever seen. Um, but I thought he looked really good, and I thought he did a lot of good things tonight. But Gunner Cruz, I know you have some thoughts on Gunner Cruz, and I, I agree with you. I think that gap between what McLeod was doing in through most of two games and what we've seen from Gunner Cruz and and plumber it's that's a big drop in confidence for the rest of the season and that's something that i don't think that you're going to be able to rectify now and you're not going to be able to rectify later anthony because yes i mean you've got noah fafita possibly coming in next year but he's not a no-brainer five-star type quarterback and now you've got again you've got jordan mcleod who i think has given people a certain amount of confidence to be able to roll with here he he can make plays with his feet that the other guys just can't. I'm not really breaking any news there, but he can also make some plays with his arm, and he's got a he's got a demeanor about him. He's got a little bit of a confidence that Gunnar Cruz and that Will Plummer just lack right now. Well, there was, I mean, today the the only thing I didn't like uh, there were there were no shots downfield today, right? And that's part of the problem. It's great. I mean, I love these 12, 13 play drives, right? Mm-hmm. Eats up a lot of clock. They're very efficient. They're very methodical. And then nothing happens at the end. Right. You know, occasionally you're going to have to mix in a deep shot, get some chunks. Right. So that, 
and that's been a season long thing. I don't care if it's Gunnar Cruz or what. They had the one play at the end of this game uh, where Michael Wiley caught the short pass, turned it into 22 yards, and then fumbled. Mm-hmm. That was their only play over 20 yards. Right. And that's, go ahead. They've gotten out in five games. They have 10 pass plays of more than 20 yards. That's, what do you attribute the bottom of the country? What do you attribute that to? Because I was actually debating with somebody about that uh, yesterday. Do you attribute that to not having playmakers? Do you attribute that to being something where, you know, the arm strength isn't there? Is it a little bit of both? Because when you watch it, it doesn't look like something that's going to be easily rectified. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, if if Arizona's going to go back to Gunnar Cruz, right? Then mm-hmm. then he's got the arm. Now, do you have the speed and the playmakers to to really challenge that? And I think you have to because you know the running game is what it is, which isn't it's it's okay, it's Whatever. okay, right? Yeah, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to come up with a nice way of saying it's all right. You know, it's not mm-hmm. great. Um, so you're gonna have to take some shots. And, you know, maybe a lot of it is this this, uh, this offense they've got. A lot of guys are open underneath, and maybe that's what also what the defense is giving them. But uh, you can't – if you're not going to be efficient in the red zone, and this team is wildly inefficient in the red zone, you're going to have to do some other things and make some, some things happen. And, when, and this is, you know, when you're a substandard team, you got to make some plays. they got at least – Tonight they got two turnovers, two turnovers on defense, and that's something because that's they've been horrible. Right. And then the rest of it, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a bad defense, at least get some turnovers and uh, make some game changing plays. Like you know, if you could it's, clone Tremaine Bondurant five times and you got something. It's a little bit like the one Rich Rod year where yes, Arizona finished dead last in the conference in defense, but they also led the league in turnovers at the that's, same time. So it's like it's, at least make something happen like that. It's the great mistake eraser. If you're a bad defense, but you're very near the top in turnovers, suddenly you're a good defense. Right. Yeah. You know, when you had guys like Scooby Wright and Tremaine Bondurant and they were making plays and getting sacks and getting turnovers, boy, your defense like I say, it just covers up a lot of mistakes. In Arizona, being substandard talent-wise right now, they don't cover up. They just compound their mistakes usually because they don't get turnovers. They had a boatload of penalties, and most of them were just stupid penalties, to be honest. And then they're not getting any big plays on offense. So I yeah. guess it's really a combination, Mike. I mean, you know, if you're a good team, you can get away with some of that. If you're a bad team, you got to excel in all those areas, and then you can win some games. But if you're a bad team and you don't excel in those areas, you're going to be competitive for three quarters and then fail to cover the spread. And Schuster and I were talking about that during the game, and I thought it was a pretty good point that he made where he said that this is a team that can actually play for about 40 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. It, but, you know, in that last 20 minutes, they just get worn down. You don't really see that next level oomph to it. And I think that's, to, you know, to your point where you've got a roster that's filled with what? I mean, how many guys on this team right now do you look at and say they could start for a lot of other teams in the conference? I mean, Stan Hill probably. Yeah, um, I mean, a couple guys on defense. I mean, a, ha- a small handful. I mean, I don't know what, what that number is. Is it less right. than five, Mike? 
Um, it's definitely less than five. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're looking at a couple. And again, Stan is the only one that I look at and I say to myself, he 100% could start for a lot mm-hmm. of teams in the conference. Other than that, I don't really see that. Yeah, there's like there's some guys. There's there's some good average baseline Pac-12 players on this team. Right. There's, now, there's not enough and there's like no superstars. Barry Hill's been great, but, um, you know, I, other than that, who who's a who's an all pack 12 player on this team? OK, so let's uh, we, let's get to some questions here. And we've got uh, Scott Schlittenhart that we're going to get to Bob. And then Jesus has one after that, which I think is fascinating. Uh, Scott says. Can we win a game with Cruz or Plummer? I don't think we can. McLeod would have won us a game or two. What do you, what do you say to that, Anthony? Um, Scott's. I, I kind of share Scott's concerns. <laughs> yes. I mean, the. Uh, I mean, if 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 McLeod hadn't gotten hurt, I think I would have come out here and say and said that there were still three games Arizona could win. Right. And one of them's coming up next week. Colorado's not any good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my confidence level goes way, way down. So I may have said Arizona could win a few games with McLeod. And I think I'm at the point now with with the other quarterbacks, you kind of cross your fingers and hope they can steal one. Right. Whether that's Colorado, um, Cal. I mean, there's, there's some opportunities there if the situation lines up correctly. If Arizona plays great, does some of the things we just talked about, get some turnover, some game breaking plays, and the other teams doesn't really show up. Right. Maybe Washington. Washington's never good. I mean, I, I'm looking at teams that don't have great quarterback play right now. I was gonna say, Anthony, this is a pretty low bar that you're setting right there, but I do I do agree with you. I think that maybe you can steal Colorado next week. I will be up there in that game. So, you know, maybe yeah. they know that maybe they know that I'm gonna be showing up there at that point. Who knows? Um, I wanted to get to another couple other questions, but I wanted to remind all of you guys, obviously, about DraftKings. This is the time to get in there. You're in the middle of college football. Heck, if you chose Texas A&M to beat Alabama today, be probably making some pretty good money right now. You've got the NFL coming on. You've got live in-game parlays. Basically, anything you want, DraftKings has got. And I know that Anthony's hopped on and gotten a little bit of cash. You mentioned that the last post game. <laughs> Bit. The, right. It's a little bit less than the last post game. Yeah. Right. So don't be the person that doesn't hop yeah. on to DraftKings. Yeah. Yes. Don't be that guy. Be the guy that gets on there and takes advantage of the money and takes advantage of the opportunities that uh, you got. And you know what? The one thing, though, that you do need to remember is that this is an Arizona only thing. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, and you got to put in $1 wager. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Code word PHNX. And PHNX is fun because we get guys like Anthony that are coming in here to do post games right after the show, which keeps it timely. no, No waiting. No waiting. We got podcasts. We got all kinds of articles. We got uh, everything you need from any of the in-city, in-state teams. We got. Okay. Now, uh, Sony Cam One just tweeted out. Uh, a friend of yours, John Wilner, just tweeted out. Mm-hmm. In an at base, in an at best case scenario for Arizona, Jed Fish would have shown enough to answer the skeptics by this point. That has not happened. I'm going to disagree with John to a certain extent here because this is a team that had an over under of two wins, Anthony. 
so, I mean, or two and a half wins. I, I don't, if you were expecting wins this season for Arizona, I think that's on you. I don't think that that's necessarily on this coaching staff. I don't think that's a Jed Fish thing at this point in time. Um, you know, again, again, with with McLeod at quarterback, I'm mm-hmm. feeling pretty decently about this team. Right. Um, the talent deficiencies were pretty great. Um, I mean, there was he inherited less talent than Mike Stoops did. Uh, much less talent. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what was the difference? And sorry to interrupt you right there, Anthony, but, but one thing that I think is a little bit different about the situations is that what Mike Stoop, Mike Stoop still inherited guys on the roster who would go on to play in the NFL. Now, again, I don't want to act like John McAvick left this treasure trove of talent, but you, but you still had a guy like a Mike Bell who Mm -hmm. you knew was a an all-conference type back. He was a little different. A Cindric Steptoe, same situation. You had guys like that that apps that weren't that weren't just roster filler. On this team, you don't really have any of that. So Jed Fish inherited really a bottom of the barrel dumpster type situation here. So again, to say that, you know, obviously you'd beat NAU, but to say, well, um, he's underperformed expectations, I'm not going to put that on Jed Fish at this point. I mean, after five games? No. I'm, I, no, I'm not either. Now, they may end up winning. Maybe they end up winning zero, Mike. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, does that really matter? No. The only, thing, the only thing that matters is he keeps a recruiting class together and adds a little bit to it. Right. Now, uh, Sony Cam 1 had another, uh, had another question, and Jesus VAZ also threw this one out there, and I figured we'd use Anthony for this one as well. Mm-hmm. He said, hopefully Spencer Rattler thinks of coming back home at least. <laughs> he knows he would play right away at QB. Spencer Rattler, obviously the five-star QB out of Phoenix, who went to the University of Oklahoma, got benched today, might not be playing again. Um, what do you think of that possibility well, there, Anthony? I mean, that, uh, well, Run I with it. I think I first saw that on Twitter today from BJ Denker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, uh, when you, when you got a guy as talented as Spencer Rattler and, and I've never seen a guy really go from preseason Heisman favorite to out of a job after about five games, but that's uh, what's happened. And, but when that happens, I'm guessing that that guy doesn't stick around very long. Right. Now, are you saying that you saying that there could be a spot for him in the old Pueblo? Wouldn't you think so? I don't I think mean, that you're turning him down. It, right? It's going to be, but like as you mentioned, is he a surefire first year starter kind of guy? Right, right, and that's what I don't think that. Uh, well, I think he is. I think he is yeah. a surefire. It's Spencer Rattler. Show. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know the kid, but I would think that. I don't think he would be offended if uh, Arizona brought in Spencer Rattler. To play correct one year, right? Right, exactly. But the thing is, if you're Spencer Rattler, and I think this is a little bit different, and pardon, pardon that we're looking ahead here a little bit because I think we it's know just, how the rest of the season is going to crazy, play. silly speculation, but I get for it. sure, totally crazy speculation. But here's the thing: if you're Noah Fafita, the quarterback at a Servite, I think you know coming into the next season that Arizona is going to be. It's going to be a rebuild. I mean, you watch what we're seeing out here. It's a three to four year situation, bare minimum. Whereas if you're Rattler, I don't know that you're looking to go to a place though, where 
I don't have a ton around me and I'm looking to ball out for a year and hopefully move on. Oh, absolutely. If, if he's looking to rehab his own image and reputation and NFL stock, you're not coming to Arizona. You're going right. to, maybe you're going to USC. Maybe mm-hmm. you go to UCLA. Maybe you're going to ASU, but you're not coming to Arizona, uh, you know, to, to rehab your, uh, to rehab your Heisman hopes. That's not a good business decision. No. Okay, let's get to Bob's. Think about right, right for sure. Let's get to Bob's question because Bob was texting me or tweeting at me during the game about this, and this is longtime caller Bob, our guy. So Bob is very upset about the third and one pass in UCLA territory. That was a pass. He said it was an awful play. What do you think about that, Anthony? Does that bring such strong condemnation from Anthony Jamino? I'm trying to remember the play, Mike. Um, I was trying to remember too, because I was hoping you were going to take me up on that one right there. Um, I may have been like doing something else. I may have been watching another game at the time. I I think what Bob's, I think here's what Bob's point is. I think Bob's point was, uh, why in the world aren't you running the ball on third and one? Shouldn't you be able to get a yard? I think that's what, I think that's what Bob's going with right there. Yeah. Was McLeod in the game at that time? He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And and that's another thing I liked about McLeod is. You got that short yardage RPO stuff that he was really good at. Right. He's really good. I don't I don't know if I should be using the past tense with him, but <laughs> well, I was gonna say, but right. He's really good at it. He was really and that's part of the uh you know, that's part of the whole package he brought. And without him and his legs in the game, you saw what happened immediately with Gunnar Cruz. Right. UCLA just teed off on him. Do they you think the... go ahead, sorry. I mean they just he didn't have the threat to run, he didn't have the RPO threat. Um, he's just in general, a lot easier to defend. Do you think that there's a little bit of a Jordan McLeod? And again, I don't want to talk about Jordan McLeod under two different pretenses, even though I'm about to in that I don't Jordan McLeod, who knows if he's going to be able to play again, that didn't look good, but you know what? I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But the one thing about McLeod though, is he does appear to have a little bit of a gamer quality to him in that maybe he wasn't a great practice quarterback, and a lot of that could be he didn't know the playbook. He's transferred in mm-hmm. here, but he's got a little bit of a Nick Foles quality to him. And that maybe like just like Nick Foles, Matt Scott played better than him in camp. But when Nick, when uh, Nick Foles got into the game, it looked he just looked more confident. He looked more comfortable out there. Jordan McLeod, I think, on a much, much smaller plateau or a much lower plateau Mm -hmm. and a much different style, I think has a little bit of that quality going for him though. And that he breathes a little bit of confidence in there. And I think that's going to be a huge problem. If Arizona does lose him. I think that's the one thing that's probably underrated from a fan perspective and almost impossible to tell until you, you know, in practice is great. You really can't tell until you get to the game is processing speed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you can tell Jordan McLeod, you know, maybe in the first game got a little in his first start, got a little sped up. Mm-hmm. I thought today his processing speed was great. Right. Bought time. He threw the ball away when he had to. He didn't force things. I think when you we've seen Gunnar Cruz in the game, his processing speed's really slow. Very and slow and it's, it's really hard. To, it's really hard to tell. How many times, if you watched, and like as often we do, we watch 15 hours of college football on Saturday. <laughs> right. You hear the announcer say, you know, that guy gets the ball in his hands real quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody says that about Gunner Cruz. You'll be saying that right now about Gunner Cruz. 
Um, and it's said as a compliment. And so that's, that's the thing we haven't seen. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a twofold thing when it comes to Gunnar Cruz for me, Anthony, because when you have a quarterback like Jordan McLeod in where there's obviously passing lanes that are open, there's passing lanes that he's finding wide receivers. He's finding guys running open. Those guys just don't stop getting open once a new QB mm -hmm. comes in. And I've always felt that's the way that you can kind of discern from a starter to a backup is that the starter is able to see those guys. The backup really isn't. So you saw the difference with Jordan McLeod. And again, not trying to make him out like he's Vince Young or something, but Arizona has always looked competent moving the ball up and down the field. You never looked and said, man, there's been nowhere to throw all game. When Gunnar Cruz comes in, when Gunnar Cruz comes in, immediately you start throwing the ball to, you know, you're, you start throwing a two-yard check down or you take a two-yard run or you just chuck the ball 40 yards out of bounds. Or you're taking a sack. Yes, it's one of those four every single time. So that shows me that he's not seeing the field in a way that some other guys are. Yeah, I agree. He's not processing the field. Right. Now, Brian Gilmore just asked, he said, what are the chances if McLeod is unable to play that they give Jamari Joyner a shot at QB? I like Jamari a lot. I don't see that happening at all. Um, mainly because he hasn't been playing quarterback. I think you put him in an impossible situation there. Yeah, I think that's about 0.0. .0. Mm -hmm. I think at this stage in the game, you're going to roll with Gunner Cruz and Will Plummer. And you know what? Maybe it's scary for you. Maybe it's not, but that's mm -hmm. what you're going to do because, and honestly too, it's not fair to a kid like Jamari. If I haven't played quarterback in, you know, two and a half years and I'm not beating up Brian for the question. It's a legitimate question, but that that's a tough situation to put a kid in that hasn't been doing anything for the last two or three years at that position, Anthony. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been doing a whole lot anyways you know, coming right. back from the injury. So let him focus on that. Uh, you know, I, I get the question because, you know, we've, we've seen him, uh, you know, we saw him throw that uh, touchdown pass, um, which he, you know, led the receiver very nicely, almost led him to the back of the end. Zone. He really did. I know it was, it was close, <laughs> but it was, it was a nice pass. I mean, it, it's, it's, he's a great kid to have out there. Hopefully they can get him involved more in the passing game, but I'm sure he's got enough on his plate. We had Bob and uh, Bob and Sarah were just talking about. Remember when Matt Marin played QB in 2016 for Arizona? I do remember that. I totally forgotten about that. Well, yeah, I I'd forgotten about it. There's probably a reason I'd forgotten about it. Oh my god! You were looking to block that one out of your mind. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Obviously, again. The cool thing about college football season is that you got DraftKings right here for us. Put in code word PHNX. Here's the great thing about it. And again, you put down $1 on an NFL game. And if you put down $1 on an NFL game and either team scores and you're a new customer, you get $100 to play with right there. It doesn't get much better than that. And who knows what you can do with that $100. You could be like Anthony and maybe, you know, Maybe be smart and bet on some winners, or you could be like me and say, you know what? I'm going to take some wild cards here and see how it goes. It's really I mean, up to you. You might, if you're a Tucsonan, want mm -hmm. to uh, check out like the uh, college football futures and the Heisman odds. There's a lot of them, and I know that Anthony was looking at it, and Anthony put in some cash on Bijan Robinson that from an individual perspective looks good. From a team perspective, probably took a hit today. Yeah, I mean, the, it looked Looked a lot better with the 21-point Texas lead. 
Right, for sure. So that's where you want to go. DraftKings, code word PHNX, and you can find out all kinds of cool stuff. Anthony, I've been looking forward to this next read, though, with you. This is for Manscaped. What can you tell me about oh, Manscaped? I, I've I've heard this. I've heard this ad. I've heard okay. This well, you know what? We're going to talk about the obvious here for the next minute that nobody else really wants to talk about here. That, you know what? It's all you here. All right. Well, I figured that you would pass the baton on this one, but you got to trim downstairs and you know what? You got to keep it clean. People don't like talking about it, but that's just the way it is. And you know what? When you get sick, it's better than getting the scissors out of the drawer. It's better than going into the garage to find something. Manscaped comes and they got all kinds of different ideas for you. All kinds of different of. Uh, you can keep basically keep the grooming game going with the performance 4.0 package inside this package. You'll keep the, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. And who doesn't need any of that right there? Let's be honest. Crop preserver deodorant for downstairs crop or crop reviver toner, everything you need. And it comes, here's the best part. You can get 20% off. You can get free shipping with the code word PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code PHNX at Manscaped. Keep your balls trimmed fresh and clean with Manscaped. Just saying right there, we all have to take advantage of it, so take advantage of it. Now, let's look ahead to the rest of this football schedule for Arizona. Schuster and I were talking about this a little bit, Anthony, and I see you going to your computer right there. Uh, you call up the schedule here, yeah. All right, we got some winnable games right here. And you know what? Colorado, next week. I'm going to be there. I think that Arizona doesn't know that I'm going to be there, but I am going to be there. If uh, if I'm there, does that make a difference? Are you going to be uh, like in the press box? Or are you just going oh, oh yeah, no, I'll be there. and I'll, I'll be loud and proud. Capacity, right? A very official capacity, yes. Does that make any difference? If it if it does, I'd be surprised. <laughs> you would would you but put if, the if it does, then you got to go back again. Would you put the DraftKings odds at about uh, minus eight hundred that it doesn't make a uh, that it doesn't make a difference? Yeah, maybe, but like I say, if you if it does, then you got to go to SC in two weeks after that. Fair enough. I, I can make that happen. All right. Um, yeah. But then Real you got to go to Pullman in mid-November, and that's not good. That's nobody not wants, good. Nobody wants to go. We got the beard for it, though. The beard would be fine. True. But there are games to be stolen here. Maybe you can steal a game. So, again, Colorado, I think, is a winnable game. Not saying that it's going to happen, but I think it's a winnable game. Washington State mm -hmm. is a winnable game. Um, I thought that... We, and we don't know who's going to be coaching them in mid-November. We have no clue who's going to be coaching them. And you know what? <laughs> So those are two games right there, Anthony, that I look at and I say, all right. Why did you, you skip over the home game against Cal? Because I was going to get to Cal next because I was going to ask if we could steal one at home against Cal. Right. I'm, I think I'm we can steal one at home. I'm going back to, I'm not sure Arizona can't steal one against Washington. All right. Make the case. Other than the fact that Washington hasn't looked good this year. Uh, wouldn't that be like the entire case? <laughs> they've, sure. got, they've got a great corral of uh, running backs that mm -hmm. they not able to use because their quarterback play is awful right i mean they've, they've still got a couple dudes on defense and yeah and that's that's probably good enough to beat arizona right there but i'm looking at cal i'm looking at washington and those oh colorado colorado yeah 
you could throw Cal in there too with Garbers right now. Uh, right. The the quarterback play is bad in a league full of bad quarterbacks. So I think when you run into that situation, you got a chance to steal one. Now you mentioned quarterbacks here, and I I, I realized that he lost against NAU, but I'm going to ask you this question though here. And Bob was saying this, and then Sean, we're going to get to you about Bijan here in a second because he's kind of a local celebrity. Sure. But yes, I when you watch Will Plummer play, he doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. I get that. But the one thing, though, that he does at least have going for him a little bit, and I know we're talking about as if Jordan McLeod's not going to play, but at least Will Plummer tries to make plays. Um, that's the thing that I always have a problem with the quarterback is, is if you're just back there and you're basically just resigned to going three and out and preserving the right to punt, which works if you have the Desert Swarm defense back there. Would you have given up 330 rushing yards a game? Correct. What was like you... an entire season for the Desert Swarm? Correct. That was a whole season. What would a- what would Coach Chimino do if he had both of these guys back there? If he had, if he's looking back there and he's saying, "I've got Gunnar Cruz and I've got Will Plummer," how? What am I going to do here? Uh, I think I'm really desperately trying to, you know, other than evaluating them all very, very okay. closely during practice and grading every practice. Co- correct. Yes. I am. Uh, I'm trying desperately to coach up Gunnar Cruz. Okay. You're trying to be so. But I see Go Bob's ahead. question there, and um, I get it. The one, the one thing I do like about Plummer is I'm going to say he he's got one of my favorite qualities in the quarterback, which is he he's got a lot of moxie. He does have a lot of moxie. A lot of moxie, and, right? And, and that sometimes, usually when combined with at least uh, modest talent, maybe like an Ian Book from Notre Dame last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not super talented, not an NFL guy, but he had a lot of moxie. And is he that the had, he had, and he had an NFL line in front of him, so that helped too. But is that the first time I love those guys with Moxie? Is that the first time on any podcast that Gunnar Cruz has received an Ian Book comparison? No, I was talking about Plummer there. Oh, Plummer! Well, either way, I felt like <laughs> the first time he's received <laughs> one too. Yeah, like I said, that that kind of worked if uh, you know you've got three NFL offensive linemen and some uh, talented running backs and receivers, but. Uh, you know, sometimes Moxie can can win the day. Okay. Now, we'll get back to Arizona to wrap everything up. But one thing that we do need to talk about on this show, because he's been such a supernova on the college football scene, and this is coming from Sean Seeley, Prince of the East Side on Twitter, is that how about Bijan Robinson going off today? And I'm going to dovetail this into Arizona here a little bit. First of all, and I tried calling you today, Anthony, but you were being a grown-up and you didn't take my call, and I don't blame you. But... With is is Bijan Robinson right now? Is he on a trajectory to be the best player that's ever come out of Tucson? Um, maybe. Dang, I, you know, give me. Five that's a minutes. Mike Luke question for I you. I know, but you know, no. If you had if you had texted me that earlier, then I at least would have done five minutes of research on it or something. Or if I had called you and you'd answered, but yeah, go ahead. I, I was I was in Phoenix. I didn't want to take your call. Um, <laughs> I you. Well, who's who's the leader right now? Was it John Fina? I was gonna. Uh, I was thinking John Fina. From a skill position perspective, it's it's probably Mario Bates. Yeah, in terms of the career. 
Second I mean, round. Michael, second was, round. Michael was all pro, but as a you're you're downgrading him because he was just a returner. Right. I'm just saying from a skill position, I think you're looking at it and Mario Bates, second round pick, thousand yards in the NFL. He's the guy that comes to my uh or no, what am I saying? It's Vance Johnson, duh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Bijan's Bijan's gonna have an opportunity there. He's something rare in college football oh, and to come uh, from Tucson. I mean, the, the combo every week he's putting up just a crazy highlight play mm-hmm. because I think he combines. If we're just looking, if we're if we're comparing like recent Arizona running backs, right? He's got Kadeem had the best vision that from a running back that I've seen at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what we're seeing now, Bijan kind of combines that he has that vision combined with better size and cutting ability that Kadeem didn't have. Right. So it's like, it's kind of like J.J. Taylor's moves, Kadeem's vision, all in a bigger package. Right. Which. It's, well, that's a, good. It's a really nice combination. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say he has like trunks, straight line speed or anything, but uh-huh. it ain't shabby. <laughs> so, no, it's not shabby. But uh, And the way that they are, you, Herb Street and all those guys on ESPN and all the national guys are, they are just, drooling over him and raving over him so i mean he's gonna get all he's got all the attention um he's got all the highlights and if texas had won that game today yeah Yeah. i think i mean i think from a heisman perspective it helped that bryce young and alabama lost right i know i know young ended up thrown for a lot of yards and almost you know he had alabama in the lead late but I'm not. I don't want to give him the Heisman just because he's playing quarterback at Alabama, right? Because I look at him and I think that's a really good quarterback. But I don't. I don't look at Bryce Young and say that dude's the best player in college football. You kind of feel that watching Bijan a little bit. Honestly, I do. Um, but you you got to have the team. Um, it's really hard for a running back. It's really hard for a running back who's not from Alabama. Right. Um, so, I mean, you really have to co- you really have to combine some other things. You know, I think they certainly needed to win the game today um, and go on and maybe you know win ten games, win the Big Twelve. But I'm not going to say he's out of it because he still had a he had a great first half, put up that 50 yard highlight run. Um, and I don't think there's there's not a lot of surefire hot candidates other than Young, and he lost today. So I'm not. Uh, I think he's I think he's still right there in the mix. Well, here's my next question then. And I think this is this kind of goes into what we were talking about, though, a little bit with what Jed Fish inherited. South Point Catholic over a two year window produced Bijan Robinson. We just went over him. Lathan Ransom, who is starting at Ohio State as a true sophomore, who actually got run in the college football playoff. So it's fair to say he's good. Um, you don't start at Ohio State as a sophomore and not be good. You got Bruno Fina. Who knows what kind of player he's going to be, but he's at UCLA. He's John Fina's kid. That should speak for itself. You got Jonah Miller, another kid who's at Oregon right now. I think he's redshirting this year, but it was another four-star kid. Not only did Arizona not get any of these kids, these kids didn't even consider Arizona. Now, I get it. You might not get a kid like Bijan, mm-hmm. but... You can't be the fourth school to offer Lathan Ransom. 
you can't wait for USC and UCLA to offer Bruno Fina and then say, oh, hey, by the way, we're, we're going to uh, we're going to offer you. That was just a gross dereliction of duties by the previous coaching staff. And I think it really shows you some of the hole that Jed Fish is in right now. Um, yeah, 100% absolutely on that. You've got to make the best effort. I mean, and I was I was talking to my dad today about Bijan. It's like, oh, that kid didn't go to Arizona. Like, well, first of all, understand who the coach was at the yes, time. Right. And understand that given the choice, he would have gone to Texas anyways, mm-hmm. as, you, as he probably should have. That's a great business decision. Yes. But I mean, you gotta you, you gotta be in the ball game. Like, right. like you said, you gotta be you gotta be first. Um, you gotta be persistent. You gotta because maybe you don't get him, but maybe you get the next kid. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you get another kid off of that team or something like that. Um, and then you start making some inroads with the locals, the local coaches, the local schools. Um, you know, that's just how it works. You got to be persistent on that. And, you know, because you've talked about it quite a bit, that the effort wasn't there. And uh, one guy just said, Brian S. said, Sal Point could have beaten Arizona. Did you go that far? <laughs> no, but I get it. I get it. All right. One. All right. Cool thing about go PHNX is that we got guys like Anthony on here. I see the Schuster reference and Schuster will be back on here this week. And you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to get a split screen or a tri screen uh, post game where we've got John Schuster, Anthony Jamino, and Mike Luke all hopping in here. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, you know what? I'm going to try to get that. Uh, try to get that for the next uh, game where I'm in town. I'll be in Colorado next week. <laughs> but um, but go PHNX has all the stuff. Again, you've got live streams, you've got podcasts, everything's timely. You've got articles, and that's why you need to subscribe to the uh, the podcast AZ Wildcats. Go to go PHNX. That's where you're going to get all the best information and um. That's basically that's the best that's the best way I can put it. It's a uh, it's a good place to be, and it's all passionate grassroots. All right, Anthony. Before I let you go, and before I let myself go too, how many get wins does Arizona finish with this season? One. I'm going with one. Mm. And I know right. uh, I know uh, Jed Fish and his post game presser said that. Um, the injury to McLeod does not appear to be short term, and right. that owner's starting at Colorado. Right. Which I kind of like. This, you know, you're in on that. You're a you're a pl- you're a coach him up. Let's roll. You're a gunner guy. So okay. yeah, what do what do you think the line on? The, what would you put the line on that game? You know, if with McLeod, I would put it maybe like because Colorado's bad. They have. Huh? They haven't looked good at all. Uh, I would give basically Colorado the home field and a little bit extra, like four. Four points, four and a half. I'd go with that, but I think the A's got Four McLeod, I might have to push that up to like five and a half. Yeah, I think I I back the A on this one. I think Arizona can win this game. I don't feel great about it, but I think they've got a chance. But 
But uh, all right, Sean Seeley's going with zero. You know what? We don't like your uh, we don't like your pessimism around zero here. I'm, is well. I'm going one. Jamino's going one as well. But for everybody that listened and everybody that watched, really thank you. All the comments are incredibly appreciated. Uh, we'll be back on with you every post game. Again, thanks for everybody out there, Jacob, for making us sound good back there. Appreciate you, dude. But for uh, Anthony, I'm Mike Luke. Anthony, thanks for putting up with me. We'll be back. We'll be back with you. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.